Hey guys, Osam here. Just very quickly before we start, Guillaume and I have partnered up with Automation Boutique to write a brand new ebook for you guys called Going Beyond the Buzzwords. It's an amazing ebook that goes through all the things about automation, data, and processing that just simplifies the topics just in the way that we do all the time in Corporate Treasury 101. To pick up your copy, just go into the show notes and click on the link or go to the website and find the partners page where we have a link to the ebook there as well with Automation Boutique. And then here's the episode. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and final part of our full interview with Patrick Kunz, where we discuss companies seeking interim treasury management. In the episode, expect to learn what type of companies generally look for interim treasury management services, and are there any specific industries or sizes of businesses that are more commonly in need for these services? What is the cost of an interim treasurer? What are the professional and personal benefits and challenges of being an interim treasurer? And is personal branding even more important when it comes to interim treasury management? And of course, much more. As always, we really hope you enjoy the episode. If that's the case, then when you're thinking about how you find the podcast, chances are you find it through word of mouth, social media, or recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And our only request to you is help keep that going. So the best way you can support the podcast is to head over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Corporate Treasury 101. It would mean the world to us and it will help more people learn about treasury. And with that, please welcome Patrick Kunz. Talk us through how um, you get hired into companies, Patrick. So are you competing with the consultants and the treasury outsourcing companies and whatnot? Are you in like one RFP with all of them? Or are you really, do people really go out saying, no, I need an interim treasurer? And then what's the recruiting process or the hiring process around that? Yeah. So there are different ways for a company to do it. Uh, they can do it themselves. Uh, that uh, uh, the treasury department asks the HR, uh, hey, HR, I need an interim treasury manager. Um, and then it ends up with HR. HR needs needs to find me. Uh, that, that's already a problem um, because HR doesn't have the network. Or the, uh, and going out there, treasury, what is treasury? Um, uh, I need to tick certain boxes, cash pooling, debt management, all these difficult words. Uh, for, for HR, it's usually difficult to directly source, uh, to, to find the people, they don't have the network. Um, so if it goes via HR, HR would often source an external, um, hiring company, um, and, and headhunter in between, um, a recruiter, uh, who specialized in, in finding interim treasury people. Um, I work with all of these together. Um, so the company HR hires the uh, headhunter or the, the recruitment company, and then the recruitment company sources me or my colleagues or different interim managers. And then we're in competition, of course. Uh, may the best man win. Uh, that, that, that's how it works. Okay, depends on, on, on knowledge, fit, um, and budget. That, that's one process. Um, the other process is where the treasury can source directly. They have their own budget. They can go out to the market themselves and some treasuries, they already know me. They, they know other uh, interim treasury managers uh, and they can reach out to me directly, of course. Um, 
to hire me directly. Yeah? Just a direct contract then, instead of a headhunter or recruiter in between. Yes, it's more work yeah, to to search yourself and to talk to everybody. Uh, are you available? Are you not available? Do you have your CV? Uh, check through it. Uh, are you a match? Yes or no? Uh, but it's also going to save you money because there's no headhunter in between. Um, so those happen a lot. Um, and in some cases, yes, I'm, I'm in competition with the, with the big consultants. Um, because that's also an easy route to take for corporate. Um, hey, I need somebody in. I need a consultant, interim manager. Um, you ask your um, your accounting consultant or your audit consultant or your treasury consultant, uh, one of the big names. Uh, do you have somebody available as well? Um, Pricing-wise, there's a premium to that because you're also paying for their for their big name. Um, but those are the free routes to take to, to hire somebody. When I just started out, I think uh, 90% was, was via headhunters, recruiters. Um, now I've built up my name, my reputation, LinkedIn. Now it's like 50-50. So I, uh, half of it I, I source myself uh, or I'm being found on LinkedIn. And the other half is still via intermediaries, uh, which is fine. Eh? Intermediaries work fine. Uh, they do their sales, they have their, their special networks uh, and, and some big corporates have policies in place uh, that they don't want to work together with, uh, with the smaller firms themselves. Um, so so they, it has to go via intermediaries. Um, but all fine, huh? as, as long as we land the assignment in the end, um, I, I'm happy. No. Is there specific types of companies that you see commonly looking for interim treasures? Either treasures keep leaving from that industry, and that's <laughs> that's, a, that's that's a red flag in itself, or uh, a lot of implementations happen there, or a lot of bank changes happen there, or whatever else. Is there, or or are you quite spread across? Yeah. Do you yourself become a little bit specialized in specific types of companies as an interim treasurer as well? Say, hey, yeah, I I do, I have done, you know, five big automotive companies in the past, and therefore I understand manufacturing, and therefore. A manufacturing interim consultant as a specialty yeah. or not really either? No, like I said before, the industry doesn't matter too much because treasury is treasury. There is, of course, a correlation between the company size and, and treasury size. Uh, and, and the bigger treasury is, the more complex it is, uh, the more people work there. Um, so, so the higher the chance that they need an interim treasurer. Um, so if you scroll through my LinkedIn, you see more bigger names than smaller names. Of course, you need a certain size uh, from a company to, to already need and have a treasurer. Um, so my smallest client, 50 to 150 million turnover a year. Uh, th th that's really the bare minimum because you need a certain complexity in your company. A lot of bank accounts, uh, uh, complex cash flows, uh, different financing structure, or a lot of FX. Um, then you need a treasurer. Uh, so then you need a certain size. Uh, so smallest 50 to 150 million, my biggest client had 10 billion, um, but my average client has 500 million plus uh, turnover, um, a, a treasury of two to five people because they have the complexities. If, if you have a team of five and one person leaves, uh, that's 20% capacity loss. That, that hurts. That hurts the team. They, they need somebody in quickly. If you add a TMS implementation or any project to a team of five, that also hurts workload-wise. So the, 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 those types of organizations and the interest industry doesn't really matter. Um, and I think 
slightly advice. You also don't want to get a, a, a stamp on your name. Uh, oh, Patrick is only an automotive. Uh, and, and then you can't do the trick. Um, some clients specifically ask, um, would be helpful if you have a, uh, our industry knowledge. Um, I've never seen that. Why, why that should, uh, should be beneficial? Um, because yes, of course, knowing the industry. But then again, treasury is like, I will check how many bank accounts you have, where the money is. Is it at the right spot? Um, and, and where's my risk? Uh, is it an FX interest rate uh, or refinancing? Um, and then it doesn't matter if you sell pens or autos uh, or airplanes. Um, it, it matters then only in the cash flow. Uh, do, do I get cash inflows and outflows of one euro every time? Uh, or do I get uh, only five inflows a day for, for 10 million? Uh, that makes a difference in cash flow forecasting or in cash management. Uh, but in the end, it's treasury is about where's my money? Uh, do I have enough money? Can I pay my salaries? Uh, can I pay my invoice? Uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> treasury is treasury uh, in, in that sense. Uh, so industry, I wouldn't care really. Amazing. That was a great treasure crash course. Thank you. I think we just summarized our entire podcast exactly. series, Patrick. Okay, I don't know why we did 200. <laughs> I don't know why we did 200 episodes. So might as well just got you on for five minutes to summarize <laughs> treasury for us like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what i do it, it's, it's so easy that was a good summary it's a good summary <laughs> very good very good um can you give us an idea of the cost range that people are looking for when they get interim treasure versus an fte let's say how much more expensive are you than than a full-time hire so that at least people know okay if i have patrick or equivalent for six months mm -hmm. it's going to be a factor of 1.5 to more than the hiring a full-time person. Okay. Interesting question. Um, yeah, you should never compare with, with, with salary or, or with FTEs okay. because it, it's, first of all, it's a different budget. Um, it's a different way of paying somebody. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm invoiced there. So, so I'm always on an hourly rate. Um, yes, money is sometimes a discussion. Um, so I'm at a 100 euro an hour plus range. Um, so, okay. so that, that's where, where I start. Um, usually on average, I'm at a 125 plus, uh, but it depends on the assignment. Hmm. Okay. If your budget is 70, 80 euros, then I'm, I'm way overqualified. Then, then you're talking cash managers, uh, uh analysts. Uh, yes, hmm. I could do that. Um, but then it, I, I'm, I'm too expensive. Um, yeah. and of, of course I will change my rate, uh, a group treasurer, treasury director rate, uh, is slightly higher than, uh, than, than a treasury manager rate, uh, or, mm. but, but that's titles. Uh, I've been, been with companies where cash manager, uh, is, is the, the, the end responsible person in treasury. Uh, so even mm. though it's only cash manager, it's, 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 it's <laughs> indeed, it's a group treasurer. So. No, uh, if it's about the money, uh, then I should already be in. Um, okay, if, if, if we're close together, uh, it's, it's a negotiation. Eh? We, we should always uh, end up shaking hands there. Um, it is, of course, it, it has to be talked about uh, because yeah. if, if the expectations and, and the reality is, is, is too far, uh, not even close, uh, 
it should work both sides. Um, but yes, you, you also have to factor in, yes, it's much more expensive than salary. But if I only have to stay four to six months, um, after that time, it goes back to zero again. Right. And um, because of my experience, uh, I don't need training. I need less training. Um, I can do the same things in, in less hours. I had that with one client once where the budget was too high. So I told the client, okay, um, let's take a pen and uh, out of these 10 tasks, uh, let's mark the, the, the six or seven which are really important to you uh, and, and forget about the, the other four. And then we can, I can do it in 24 hours. Um, and so, so we had a match there. Uh, I only worked 24 hours for this client. It was within his budget. Um, and his main operational tasks were done. I didn't focus on the projects because I, I didn't have time. Um, but the operations were covered. So the, mm -hmm. so the group pleasure was, was happy there. Um, so budget-wise, uh, this should always be a solution um, because it's always temporary. Um, so we shouldn't worry too much about uh, the money. Um, yeah. Yes, it's more expensive than, than a salary and an FTE. Uh, but then again, if I stay four to six months uh, and somebody on salary stays uh, three to five years, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it ends up and, and it's different budgets. Uh, salary budget is usually the HR budget. Uh, I come out of a uh, consultancy budget, uh, which is a different bucket. Uh, uh, I was even with a client once who um, he didn't have budget to hire people uh, FTEs, uh, but he had consulting budget. Uh, so he could could hire me specifically for for a certain job and project for a certain time uh, because he had budget for me. Uh, same other way around. I was with a client once and he said like, yes, my budget is with HR. Um, so uh, so it's very difficult to hire you. Uh, so he was pushing for, for a salary solution where I go on a payroll. Um, some interim managers do that. Eh? They, they, they can go on payrolls. I don't do that. Uh, I also cannot do that because of uh, uh, the, the way my, my own company is set up. Um, I'm already on salary. Um, I'm on salary with my own company. So I am already on payroll. So I cannot be on payroll twice. And tax-wise, that's, that's not very beneficial to me. But, uh, but some interim managers can do that. Um, I think it's less interesting um, money-wise. But, uh, but hey, that's, that's a different story. It's more about taxes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for saying that, Patrick. To put things a bit in perspective as well, um, I want to, to bring up to the attention. So, some of our people from our audience will have worked with uh, consultants. Uh, the cause that you just highlighted here is very reasonable when you compare it to a consultant rate, for instance. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to enter into the details, but uh, that sounds very reasonable. And that being said, you definitely bring that consulting experience on top of the interim treasury assignment, right? Yes. The 10, 15 companies you've worked out, the different structure, different processes, different systems that you have experience on, that's experience that some consulting company will die for when looking for a, to hire a treasury manager or even above. Yeah. So that's something you bring. And that's not taking into account neither the potential savings, and I think you've highlighted it at the beginning of this episode, but like there are significant savings that you can come and directly identify because, and thanks to that experience, that A, hiring a typical FTE wouldn't come with, and B, certain consultant would charge much more because of the saving structure that they would bring together. Yeah. So 
that sounds like a very, very reasonable um, amount. No, I think more than half of my clients, uh, bottom line, if I do the calculations, I save the money. Um, mm -hmm. So the money I saved, especially if you look a longer range after I leave, um, it, it's a positive business case story. Um, yeah. Of course, I, it, it's sometimes a convincing um, um, story. So, so I come in with... I also do my own business development eh? and then, then I pitch with, uh, uh, with, with clients uh, and I'm also trying with those, the, those company ranges where um, you don't have a full-time treasurer, uh, but you're big enough to have treasury complexities. Uh, so the CFO, the group controller does treasury on the side. So they do a little bit of debt financing. They do some FX hedging um, or they look at the cash management once a week. Um, I know I can save money for these clients uh, because uh, a treasurer, with all respect, say CFO, I'm a treasurer. I know all about treasury. CFO, you, you know much more than me about the different things uh, and have different responsibilities. But without arrogance, I can do the treasury better than you can. Um, <laughs> and doing a treasury better means, uh, it's very easy, it's all about the money. So doing a treasury better means more efficient and cheaper. So it, it's just a price times quantity calculation. Um, and, and I'm really being a quantitative now, uh, really rational. Just do the calculation. Um, if I can come into a company, um, do the hardcore grinding and look at cash management, FX, debt, uh, all the stuff which costs money uh, and, and do all the optimizations, um, nah, two months is going to cost you uh, whatever, 40, 50K. Uh, if I can save 60K, and usually it's recurring cost, um, there's already your business case. Huh? But again, this sale is, is very difficult to make uh, because some CFOs, some, some controllers, some companies, CEOs, they, they will feel offended like, hmm, um, why can, can you do it better? Uh, or feel ashamed like, hmm, why, why have we left all this, this money on the table? Uh, all the time, uh, yeah. but but yes, my rates are fairly. This one hundred twenty-five euros an hour um, against the consultants, the, the big names. That that isn't a lot. But I I just told you, eh, I I've never been without assignment in the last nine and a half years. Uh, I don't want to have this this very high rate, and I could probably ask it uh, for some clients, uh, but that would probably mean because of a higher rate that I'm sometimes without an assignment and I wouldn't like that. I would, would, would be bored. Uh, so, so I'd rather be busy uh, and uh, it, it's not a rate where, where you say, okay, um, I, I feel well compensated for, for my knowledge and, and what I do uh, and, and I'm busy all the time. So now I like what I do and that, that keeps me busy. It's a, it's a trade-off no. between rate and competitive offering, of course. Yeah, between the free time in the Bahamas versus enjoying the treasury life. If, uh, indeed, indeed uh, I could do a lower rate for the Bahamas <laughs> if they... Uh, <laughs> I, I do want some accommodation close to the beach then. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Also, Patrick, for, for treasurers or maybe people in parallel industries but interested into pursuing a career in interim treasury management, what recommendations would you give them? Like, how does that work? Yeah, um, you create your own company, you start and uh, you go out there and say, I'm an interim manager. 
and then you hope to get hired. Uh, <laughs> that's a very short <laughs> um, Of course, uh, that's also the advice I got when I, when I was 30 years old. Uh, Patrick, you need this knowledge. Yeah? You, you need to be 50 years old and have done it all. Right. Uh, and, and, and then people hire you. People won't hire you if you don't have the knowledge. So you, you do need some entrepreneurial spirit to go out there and, and get your assignments. The assignments are not going to come to you automatically. Uh, you need to be found. And even if you're found, you need to land the assignment. You need to convince your client, hey, I'm the guy for you. I can do this. Um, you can only convince a client uh, if you know what you're talking about. So you, you need the knowledge, the technical knowledge. Yes, I've done this in Treasury. I can do this for you. Uh, I've done it with this and this and this client. That's the ticking the boxes. Can you do it? That, that's only the CV uh, and, and ticking the boxes. Okay, fine. Uh, but then uh, the rest is, is the person. Uh, you're also not, not hiring the, all these boxes, all this technical knowledge. You're also hiring specifically Patrick Koons, uh, who is a certain type, who is a certain character. Um, uh, do I fit in the team? Um, uh, do I match with, uh, with the other treasurers or, or the managers in the team? with the rest of the organization. Yeah, and you win some and you lose some on there. At the beginning of my career, sometimes it was a disadvantage that I was 30, 31 years old. Uh, people were like, hmm, uh, you lack this 25 years of knowledge. Uh, and I have another interim manager who has uh, already 25 years of knowledge. Uh, I'd rather go for him. But then I had another client, uh, FinTechy, uh, very young organization. They said, hmm, hmm Maybe this old gray person, uh, 25 years of experience, uh, he, he has the technical knowledge, but, but he will not fit in the team or, or she. And uh, I fitted in the team much better. Uh, so I think 80% is, of course, ticking the boxes, knowing what you're talking about and can you do the job? 20, 25% is, uh, is that a click? Uh, do you fit the team? Uh, and your personality do, does it match? Because um, I, I I still do I still do interviews with clients uh, like I would do uh, for a fixed position. Um, I'm very much trained in interviews because I've done a lot of those, um, so I've I've become good at those. So so it helps. Uh, my success rate is ninety percent. So if I'm invited for an inter interview, uh, uh, nine out of the ten cases I I, I won them. Uh, of course, sometimes you're not even invited, invited to the interview. Eh? So my success rate <laughs> is, is, is slightly lower. Um, but yes, I've been busy all the time. So my advice, if you want to start as an interim manager, you need the knowledge, um, but you, you need to also be the person. Uh, you, you need to be outgoing. You need to be able to, to, to change, to, to adapt to a company um, and to, to, don't sit, sit on the couch and wait for Simons to... To, to come to you, even if your CV or, or your career or your experience is, uh, is, is top notch, you still have to land the assignment. Yeah. Talk to us about this. Talk to us about the LinkedIn profile that you mentioned a few times in the episode. Like, what are the things you do on your treasury? Oh, sorry, on your LinkedIn profile. I see the, the treasury Google, for instance, mm -hmm. interim FX. Do you optimize for certain keywords? Do you, you mentioned being close to certain recruitment companies, all those recruitment companies, especially in Treasury will tell you LinkedIn is your 
visit card, your business card, whatever you name it. What do you do on LinkedIn that would probably be different than um, a normal treasurer in a as an FTE role would do? Yeah, no, and a treasurer in an FTE role even could do that. Um, just True. be out there. Here. My, my LinkedIn profile is is indeed um, my CV. It's it's my gateway to the world, um, showing hey, this is Patrick Koons, this this is knowledge, this is my knowledge, this is what I've done. Yeah, and you have to be on on, on top of there all the time. Eh? You, you can post a blog now uh, or, or write something there now in three or four days. Uh, it's it's gone. It's it's down there already. Uh, people have scrolled on, um, and and you're gone. So you have to continuously. Um, post be out there um you don't have to write a blog every every day um or, or, or post content um just just put a reaction or read an article and if you like the article uh, put a like in there or maybe a small comment there on on something um because uh, I, I try to create a lot of content on, on linkedin um and then uh, and i'm not fishing for likes here now um, and, and then again, we will, get, we will put the like. Button. The, the, thanks, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, and then I get like like ten likes or something, and then I'm like, mm, okay, nice. Uh, ten people liked it. Uh, and, and, but then I go to a treasury conference or just talk to people. People like, hey, Patrick, really interesting article you wrote uh, last time or this blog post. And then I was think back and like, hey, you didn't even like it. Or <laughs> not, not not saying you have to like it, uh, but I'm, I'm really saying like. It, it's getting noticed and it's getting read more. Um, uh, some people send a lot uh, and some people only receive and, and they like to read and stay up to, up to date. Perfectly fine. Um, but my advice, if you want to be an interim manager, want to be out there, you have to, you have to send, um, you have to be out there more. Um, like I said, you can't expect all the things that, that come to you. And yes, I think this year I, I changed my top line to treasury guru. Little bit on, I, I, I doubted that a little bit. I was like, mm, is, is that too much? Uh, is that a uh, uh, little bit arrogant, maybe? Um, but you have to stand out there. Eh? You have to stand out a little bit. Uh, you're in competition with the rest. Um, eh? The rest has the same knowledge than me. Uh, if, if you're ticking boxes, I'm not different to them. Uh, so the differentiating factor is, uh, is Patrick Kunz, is me, uh, the way I am. Uh, and, and not taking the boxes different. That, that, that's not where you're going to make a difference. Yeah. So yes, you have so, to be out there. Uh, I spent half an hour to an hour a day on LinkedIn on average, on average. So that's a very interesting point you make here. And we have that a lot. So on City One One LinkedIn page, obviously we, we publish all the podcast related stuff. Usually that does well, lots of likes, the guests we share, the friends of the guests we share, our audience likes, we share and so on. We also publish often some infographics, like a one-pager about a specific treasury topic. Uh, get some likes, sometimes it exposed, goes viral, but most of them are just like a few likes. And yet one of the most common comments we have from people outside of LinkedIn is like, oh, I love the infographics that you guys do. And we're like, okay, but then like share it. Yes. Like it. But no, it's, it's not about that. It's like about all the eyeballs that you get by posting consistently and being out there on LinkedIn that you wouldn't get otherwise. And then you start getting renowned for it, especially if you do it consistently for a of time. Yeah, exactly. And people are like, oh, I like the infographics. I saw 10 of them. And it's like, oh, wow. So it has an impact. It's just not measurable in the analytics of LinkedIn per se, 
but people start to know you for certain stuff and that's typically it super interesting yeah no indeed and of course i started out as as patrick Kunz, me uh me being the brand uh trying to push it a little bit to to my company pecunia treasury and finance to make it more generic to make it more company and not necessarily me um but that that's a challenge because i have five and a half thousand followers uh, and pecunia only has 1200 so i already know if i post on the company page it's going to be less successful than if i post it so it's always a struggle company me uh, but in the end it doesn't matter uh, as long as the, the link between me and the company works um, so far it works how do you how do you grow treasurer uh, sorry how do you grow followers on linkedin for a treasury specific page Totally interested question here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, of course. Um, I, I think you can uh, invite 200 people a month uh, to, to follow it, uh, but that's an invitation. Um, I, I try to post the content on on both uh, on my on my own company um, and and on on mine, uh, and then trying to share so you can at least see I, I'm sharing for my company page. Um, but even then, I'm. Uh, no, nobody knows how the the, the LinkedIn uh, statistics work. Uh, the algorithm works. Uh, um, in some cases, maybe company pages are higher than personal pages. Uh, you have a certain uh, fan base in your LinkedIn uh, who, who see your content more than others uh, do because others are like, oh, I didn't even see your content. Uh, depends on the amount of connections they have, obviously. Um, so I agree. The only thing is, um, even if you have a great post, if nobody sees it, uh, it's lost, eh? um, and, and, it, and it, it's down there again. So consistency is key. Post a lot, post more. Uh, and I sometimes see that, uh, I track my connections. Uh, and of course I go up in connections and sometimes I have like this blimp in, in connections. It's <laughs> minus one, minus two. And then I always wonder like, oh, what happened to this person? What did I say <laughs> that, that they say, okay, Patrick, now I, uh, it's too much. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Um, I don't know. Or, or they, they remove their LinkedIn profile. You never know, but it always makes me curious. Like what post pushed them across the line to say, bye, I'm out. Um, uh, you'll never find out, but uh, just the funny statistics. Uh, you you guys have that sometimes as well, probably, where you go up, 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 and then you go back a little bit, and then you're like, no, why? <laughs> Don't take it personally, Patrick. No. They might just be cleaning up their LinkedIn followers, Indeed. or they might just they might have disconnected their LinkedIn or exactly, whatever, right? Exactly. So you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I will say also, people buy from people, not from companies. It's one of our favorite lines. Mm -hmm. So having a personal brand, especially in today's like day and age, is arguably more important than the company brand. Yeah. Especially for someone like you, where, like you said, you're not that different to other interim treasurers but the difference in skill set let's say but the difference is patrick kunz himself so yeah. no, perhaps indeed. indeed it makes sense for you to really push your personal brand as people will hire you because you're you not because of your skill set because the skill set is perhaps average on the market so i think that makes sense um <clears throat> so you, patrick you covered a couple uh, different pros and cons about being interim treasurer could you just summarize those for both for us on both sides so professionally and personally what are the pros and cons of being interim treasurer? Yeah, well, pros, um, you move from company to company, you gain a lot of, uh, of knowledge, you see a lot of kitchens from the inside. The money might be slightly better, but uh, it should never be about, uh, about money. So those are the pros. Um, 
the cons are yeah, if you're an interim manager you don't have the security on a, on a fixed salary you don't get paid if you're on holiday you have to find your own assignments um, you have to keep finding assignments so that has to fit uh, fit your character uh, and the the con is sometimes you're this external guy uh, who is not invited to uh, to the Christmas strings. Um, well, usually I am. Eh? Usually I am. <laughs> so we feel some uh, some resentment here, Patrick. <laughs> Who was it? Who didn't invite you, Patrick? Name and shame them. <laughs> Say other intern treasures don't go here. They don't invite you to the Christmas prints. Yeah, send, send me a DM. I will tell you now. I won't. I won't. I won't. Don't send me this DM. Um, so 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 that huh? uh, it's, it's all about the flexibility it, it it's fun uh, you will learn a lot in in a short time um you see a lot of kitchens from the inside um but you have to deal with the uncertainty of uh, maybe not having an assignment uh, two months from now um you're basically an entrepreneur uh, if you do that uh, and you have to be able to live with that uh, I, I talked to a person a couple of months ago who said Patrick, I want to be an interim manager. It looks so cool uh, what you do on LinkedIn. Uh, and of course, it's part of the show where eh, that uh, that on LinkedIn it might look very cool. Uh, but but I also told told him like, um, how can you sleep if you don't have an assignment for one, two, maybe three months? Because if you have nothing, it's time zero. You have no cash flow. Uh, are you able to? Will you get nervous? Uh, can you sleep? He said, uh, no, I will get very nervous. Um, then I'm like, maybe don't do it. Um, I wouldn't get nervous. Uh, I, I would use the time uh, to spend uh, developing other products or uh, new tools or, or whatever, or spend more time on marketing. Um, not that, that I've been in that situation a uh, long time, but, but still, uh, I could handle it. So th that's awesome advice. Huh? Um, only become an interim manager if you if you can handle it, uh, if you can handle the downtime, uh, uh, you, uh, if you can handle the ups, you also have to can handle the downs. Yeah. Mm. Solid advice. Um, are there any specific uh, services that you offer your clients as interim manager, or is it really just across the board, like you said before, or is there anything that you don't do? Is there any treasure task you don't do? No. Is there a day when you will stop doing KYC? <laughs> <laughs> Start David. saying no to KYC. <laughs> um, don't, don't, don't ever want to do KYC again. Um, <laughs> I, I will still do it. Uh, no, I won't say no. Um, again, it's a trade-off between um, money and, and, and task, certain level. Um, mm -hmm. If I have to do a lot of operational tasks, uh, it might be too expensive. But no, um, I'm, I'm still, I'm not arrogant to say uh, it's too operational for me. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, why not? Uh, if it's part of the task, uh, I will do it. Um, but yes, service offering, uh, that, that's a nice one. I'm, I'm trying to build uh, a company, uh, not necessarily uh, Patrick Koons as an interim manager. Uh, okay, the problem is Patrick Koons as an interim manager is very successful. Um, so I'm always fully booked. Um, so I don't necessarily have time to, to, to build extra services. Um, but I do on my company website, I do have a treasury scan, for example, uh, which, which is a quick and dirty way uh, with, with a checklist and, uh, and a questionnaire uh, for new clients to come in. Is my treasury good? Is my treasury good enough uh, to, to get a 
uh, traffic checklist. Uh, do you get a red cross uh, or, or a yellow check mark uh, on, on all the treasury items? Um, and it's a very cheap one. It's only 800 euros because it's quick and dirty. Uh, with the questions I'm going to ask you, I'm going to find out, okay, this one is okay. This one is good. Okay, here you, you, you don't have much attention. Uh, maybe in a follow-up assignment, we focus there. Um, and I'm going to save you a lot of money. Uh, I do the same with uh, foreign exchange. Um, there's a lot of potential there. Um, uh, and I don't want to be bank bashing, but uh, the cost of uh, FX trading, it's, it's usually hidden. Uh, and you've done podcasts on those because I've, I've heard them. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they are often hidden in the rate. Eh? Um, so it's yeah. not like you get an... Uh, you buy something and you get an invoice. These, these were your costs because uh, yep. it's, it's hidden in the rate. Uh, so there's a big saving potential there. Um, so I build an uh, FX scan. Um, I even do that one for free uh, because it, it only takes me half an hour. Again, quick and dirty. Uh, these are the five deals which I've done uh, at that rate. Uh, if I get a timestamp on it, uh, I will look back on what the margin was on that FX deal. Uh, and then I can help the client, hey, uh, let's uh, in interpolate uh, to, to a whole year. Uh, this is the volume. This is the saving. Uh, we can save you a lot of money, yes or no. Uh, and often it's a yes. Uh, so that's an extra service. Um, yeah, and now uh, I'm, I'm expanding a lot with, with Pecunia um, because I've, I've seen how can I grow as a company. Um, I'm at my limits. Um, I already at uh, 50 hours a week. Um, I am at my certain uh, uh, price level. Uh, the only grow I ha growth I have is, is, is a higher hourly rate, uh, which is a di di difficult sell to make, uh, uh, one that I don't necessarily want to make. Um, and sometimes I get requests in and I have to tell the client, sorry, no, uh, come back in now it's come back in March 24, uh, because that's, that's when I'm uh, the earliest available. So if a client comes in now, I'm like, sorry, no, I, I cannot handle more clients. Um, I'm already at my capacity. And then I always feel bad, like, uh, hmm, eh, there was a potential client there and I have to send them away. Uh, and I'm happily sent them to, to, to my colleagues, uh, but it was very ad hoc to uh, be doing that because I didn't know who was available. So what we did, um, and I, I'm, I'm the most commercial one. I'm the most active one on, on LinkedIn. Uh, I go out there. So I, I talked to my colleagues, uh, my other interim managers, um, uh, it's about 40 of them. Um, and I told them, huh, what if we work together? Uh, what if I have an assignment coming in and I tell the client, yes, we can do that. Um, you're not getting Patrick Koons. You're getting a, a different consultant. I know there's 40 people to work with. Uh, they are subcontractors from us. Um, uh, so they're not on my payroll. Uh, I contract them. I know their skill sets uh, so I can judge okay this, this guy can do this 80% uh, this guy can hit the ground running he can can do that immediately and it's going to help me working together with 40 uh, associate consultants uh, to build a bigger brand and a bigger pecunia uh, so we just launched that uh, uh, um, last month uh, we've been building nice. that uh, on, on the background so basically if you ask me for an interim manager now uh, I have a pool of 40, 45 people, uh, which I can ask and, uh, and then put on assignments. Um, they're not all available. Approved by Patrick Kuhn. Approved <laughs> by Pecunia. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely. And, and it's a way to, 
to work together as, as a market. And uh, of course, my fellow interim managers, yes, we're competitors, but no, we're colleagues. And no, we're colleagues more often than we are competitors. So we're all better off working together um, than uh, treating us as competitors. Uh, and I think 90, 95% of the market sees it like that. Mm -hmm. I do have some uh, uh, interim managers in treasury who don't want to link with me, who see me as a full competitor. Fine, uh, uh, no hard feelings, good luck. The other 90%, uh, we are friends, we know each other. Uh, we help each other out. We even have a WhatsApp group. If, if, if people have questions there, um, hey, this bank has 20 pages of KYC. Does the other banks also have that? Uh, then then we, we help each other out and uh, or very specific questions. Uh, uh, hey, I'm uh, I'm trading some African currencies. I'm seeing huge spreads. Uh, do, do, do you have other banks? Uh, and, and that way we help each other out as, as a pool of consultants. Um, so Q&A. Um, but also uh, giving each other assignments. Um, yeah, it's all in, in our interest to work together. Um, and then the idea really is to, to for Pecunia to take a stand against the big consultant. Eh? Um, moving a slightly <laughs> away from this one-man show, Patrick Wins, uh, to really Pecunia being a, a big treasury, treasury consultant, bigger treasury consultancy. Very nice. Patrick, one last point. Um, you speak at a lot of events, or at least at your finance, we've seen you in, in many panel discussions and so on. Is that part of the personal branding that we just touched upon? Is it rather for signing clients on the spot? Because your finance is obviously not to have many, many treasurers there. I mean, networking is an important part of it. Or is it just for fun? Like what will those speaking at events on top of being very present on LinkedIn and so on plays for you and for the interim treasury management part of it. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of everything which you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> if, if the goal is signing clients, you're doing it for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. For um, sure. So uh, for me, main point, it's fun. It's fun to do. <laughs> I, I like to be on stage and talk about treasury. I don't necessarily like to be on stage. I like to talk about treasury. Um, the first time I was asked for this, I was very nervous. I was like, Oh my God, I have to be on stage. 200 people are looking at me or 150, doesn't matter. But if I say something stupid or I don't know. Um, <laughs> so again, if I, if I would have said no, uh, I, I might have, wouldn't have been here where I am now. So yes, it's part of the personal branding as well. Uh, it's part of my brand to be on stages uh, and be in webinars and in panels every couple of months. Uh, and I'm being asked for that, uh, which I take as an honor. And the fact that I like doing that, I like to talk about treasury. I do have this knowledge, so I can easily do it. Yes, it's this combination, personal branding, being out there. And the goal is not, the goal is nothing, uh, no expectations. Uh, if, if nothing comes out of it, perfectly fine. Uh, maybe a few new connections, perfectly fine. I usually don't sign clients at those, uh, uh, those things, um, maybe indirectly because you have a new network, meet new people, talk to new people, bigger network, uh, bigger reach, um, but it should never be the goal. Amen. Makes lots of sense. Patrick, I think that was an absolute masterpiece on interim treasury management. Thanks, uh, thanks a thousand for that. Sure. Is there anything we didn't touch upon that you'd like to share with our audience or did we cover it all? 
I think we talked extensively about uh, what is interim man management. We've done 200 podcasts in uh, in, in two minutes. So uh, <laughs> in, in that sense, um, uh, we talked about KRC a little bit. Uh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's fun talking to you guys. Uh, I liked it. Likewise. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. If people want to know more about you, Pecunia Treasury and Finance VV or your services, where should they go? They can go to my website, um, uh, pecuniatf.nl uh, uh, or on my LinkedIn and uh, invite me as a connection. Uh, I'm happy to link. Um, I'm going to accept you if you're treasury, treasury related. Um, yes, uh, let, let, let's Perfect. share a network. So, uh, yes. Yeah, we'll do. We will post all the link in the descriptions. Patrick, thank you so much. Yes, thanks as well. Thanks, guys.